Welcome to another episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Um, today I'm here with my friend Missy. Uh, she's a registered dietitian and um, she has her own business and she also teaches yoga. She specializes in um, weight loss and chronic conditions. Um, she's going to go a little bit more in depth about what she does. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, so um, I'm a dietitian. I actually work in healthcare, and I'm helping people primarily with diabetes and hypertension, and a lot of weight loss clients come to me both in and outside of the hospital setting. So I realized, I guess, just over the years that I really wanted to help people outside of a clinic setting as much as I can because those are where we see the long-term changes take place. Yeah. So yeah, so tell us how you got into your field and yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Tell us how you got into your field and um a little bit about um, you know, what you're why you're so passionate about it. So I started out whenever I met Liz just years ago, um, when we were working together in Amway and at that point I wasn't quite yet a dietitian, but I was in school for it and I needed a way to pay off my bills and my student debt. So I was doing a lot of personal training and yoga classes on the side and my own private businesses um, and also at some big box gyms. And I realized that my patients, and my clients weren't really seeing the results that they wanted as much as they were when I was giving them nutrition advice. And so I realized that it really had a big impact on people more so whenever they're focused on getting the right calorie amounts, making sure that they're hitting their carbs, their protein, their fats in the right ways in order to actually see these results. You know, you can work out all day and still have a crap diet and not get what you want to get. So um, that really drove me to focus more on nutrition, even though I still could do the personal training, I just realized that I needed to kind of hone in on this one zone, if you will. That's awesome. I love that. So what's a common mistake that you see people make and like, what are some things that they can do to be healthier? Um, not sleeping, not getting <laughs> enough water. Those are two of the biggest things. Um, when people are trying to make these changes, it does come down to their motivation. So I feel like I'm more of a motivational coach than anything sometimes because everybody and their mom wants to lose weight. Everybody wants to tone up for summer. Everybody wants to, you know, take control of their health and come off their medications. But if they're not actually ready to put in the work and take these sacrifices, they're not going to get there. So lots of change. That's crazy. That's awesome. So um, you said you specifically work with a lot of chronic conditions. Um, what are some things that typically help people with those conditions so, or your top conditions? I guess that you see yeah. a lot of. So the top conditions that I typically see are prediabetes, diabetes, high, high blood pressure. So hypertension. And, um, you know, most of the people who are coming to me already know that they have a family history of this stuff and they're either trying to prevent it or they realize that they're on these medications that could be for life. Um, and so what I try and do is kind of gently ease into the nutrition and start out just seeing where they are, where they're coming from. A lot of times when mindfulness plays a part in it is where I have them reflect back on how they were raised. Like, were you raised being told that you have to eat eggs, bacon, and biscuits for breakfast every morning to be healthy? Or were your parents, you know, kind of like what we're used to, the standard American diet? Or were you raised in a place where you were open to trying new things, where you're open to 
stopping by a smoothie shop instead of McDonald's to grab a snack or something, you know? So with chronic condition, it's really a lot more than just cut your calories down and watch your sugar, cut out carbs. Um, with chronic conditions, we have to look at their entire lifestyle. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I love that you do that. So do you are, are there certain questions that you ask or mm -hmm. that people should reflect on? Um, like you said, definitely sleep. So what yeah. do you recommend for like sleep and water intake? Oh, and so um, <laughs> is it, Or does that depend on like the person and like the lifestyle yeah. that they're trying to have? Yeah. Or? So like the first thing I'll ask them is what do you do during the day? Tell me what a typical day looks like. You wake up. What happens next? Do you go um, take a shower? Do you hit the snooze button? Do you go weigh yourself? Do you have a cup of coffee? Do you have six cups of coffee? Do you have breakfast? Do you skip breakfast? So really, I get them to get super specific. And a lot of times we don't think about our day-to-day -day habits. And um, most of us don't really think that what we're doing every single morning, if we're doing the same thing each day, of course, we're going to have the same results, right? So right. I have them try to get really intentional intentional about reflecting back. And, you know, sometimes it's pretty ugly. You know, they might get ashamed. A lot of times people are like, well, I know I'm not supposed to sleep in and hit the snooze button. I know I'm supposed to get up and go to the gym, but it's hard. And it's like, okay. Let's stop there and let's let's focus on that for a minute. Why do you hit the snooze button? Are you getting enough sleep? Is it just because you're cold in the morning and your bed is cozy? Like, start there. Start small. This is just for people that are busier, like, you know, entrepreneurs, people that are have odd, you know, work schedules, things like that. Are there certain things that help people get better sleep? Yeah, so I'm also a yoga teacher on the side. So I focus very heavily on um, just reflection, you know, self-awareness. And if you're finding that you're on your phone at night, you know, even within an hour of going to sleep, you're still going to have that adrenaline rush of like when you see something you really like on Instagram or if you <laughs> see something you really don't like on Facebook. You know, our mind is just running all the time. And so you have to get really clear on what your nightly habits are. You know, if you're not getting but four or five hours of sleep each night, it's time to think instead of grabbing some more melatonin or asking the doctor for medication, it's time to ask yourself, are you really doing all that you can to get the rest that you need? And a lot of times it's just some small habits that we need to change, like shut off your phone, um, turn off the TV when you're sleeping, maybe listen to a meditation app, maybe just close your eyes and reflect on things, maybe talk to your partner for 15 minutes and then close your eyes. You know, there's so many things that we can do, um, especially when we're busy that don't take up a lot of time, but can truly help us with our sleep. And typically when people improve their sleep patterns, they improve their hormone levels and then they can lose weight or they can have the energy to get through the day. And you said the water intake is important. A lot of people yeah. don't have enough water. Yeah. Is it really eight cups a day or? So it depends. Okay. On the person. That's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> it depends on your activity level. It, it depends on your gender. It depends on your stature. Um, so many different things go and take, take place when we think about water, especially with the majority of the clients that I'm seeing who are on medications. You know, we might have to limit water for one person but we might have to add a bunch of extra water for another. So generally, I would say if you are counting up your water, great. You probably need to add a cup to it because by the time we're dehydrated, 
you know, you've probably been dehydrated for like a few hours. You know, if you feel thirsty or if you feel mm-hmm. fatigued, you've probably been dehydrated for a while. So for the most part, you know, young, generally healthy people who are busy and have, you know, like a hectic schedule, we're running and going all day. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stop to think I should get another cup of water. You know, it's just not a priority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What helps young people like take that or get that water intake? What do you suggest? Um, so usually it can be small things like getting a straw, getting a favorite bottle. Um, it, it's really the aesthetics of it that we get excited about. You know, when you are walking around with a gigantic water bottle and people point it out, it's kind of like a reminder. Oh, yeah, I should be drinking that. So I look the part, you know, it's like how we want to be perceived is. I'm this super healthy person. So as egotistical as it can be, it can really help. Um, so straws, bottles, I like to do infused water, throw some fruit in there, throw yeah. some cucumber in there. Um, you know, the Mio drops are really good. That's something I suggest to most of my clients. Uh, herbal tea is really good alternative. So basically, if it's not caffeinated, you're going to be getting that fluid in still. Wow. So I know with sleep, like meditation, mindfulness is important. Mm-hmm. So do you teach people certain things with like your yoga practice as well yeah. to help increase like their 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 rest and relaxation mm-hmm. time? Yeah. So okay. I I will provide people with meditation sometimes. I don't like listening to them because hearing your own voice is just the worst. <laughs> but um, I know it's really soothing for some people to just listen to a guided meditation or use the Calm app. Um, Headspace is really good for beginners. So Whatever it takes to have somebody kind of wind their mind down, I think a lot of times we expect for mindfulness and relaxation at the end of the night to mean you eliminate your thoughts completely. But really, it's much more important to organize your thoughts, be able to process them, and then move on to the next one. That's awesome. Uh, Very cool. No, I love that. Yeah, so the Headspace app is a really good one for beginners. I feel like with Headspace, you know, they really make it easy to understand why you're doing what you're doing and to let go of the idea that you have to be perfect and you have to, again, eliminate all of your thoughts. It's more being mindful, um, checking in with where you are, what you feel, what you smell, what you taste, all of these different senses that we ignore for the most part. Um, Calm is another really good one. They actually have one, um, at least one track where Matthew McConaughey is the narrator and it's amazing. It'll just put you right to sleep. And um, I would say that I probably use Calm more than anything. Yeah. I know, I know, it's beautiful. Like, just talk me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I use an app called My Fitness Pal, and I always recommend that my clients just start with the plain one. Don't get all the bells and whistles. You don't need to pay for this app. Um, it's really good because not only does it help me when I go through their nutrition assessment and see you know, I can pinpoint, okay, where are they getting the majority of their food from? Is it mostly carbs? Are they, you know, having hypoglycemic episodes and passing out because they're not eating enough sugar? Um, Is it that they're not losing weight because they're way overdoing it at dinner time and they're not having enough during the rest of the day? So it helps me out, but it also really helps people out um, with their awareness, with just self-control and recognizing, okay, if I had 
two bagels for breakfast, that's a whole lot more of my calorie intake than I really needed. Oh, so man. it keeps them in check. It keeps them honest. And usually I start to see people improving their behavior within the first week or so. So it's a really good app to keep on hand. Um, I use that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll recommend a few apps here and there for exercise and stuff like that, because it is important with the nutrition plan. So I like the Kayla It Signs app. I don't know if it's It Signs or It Cena's, um, but it's a really good one for HIIT workouts. So if you are a busy entrepreneur, especially, you know, they're designed for people who are kind of on a time crunch. So you might only have 30 minutes to work out. Well, most of these exercises you can do without equipment. So you can just step out of your home office or you can run down to the gym and with minimal equipment and minimal time, it's, it's a no brainer for me. Um, so I really like that. And then there's also an app called seconds, which mm -hmm. is basically just a little timer app. So you can create your own workouts and, you know, or you can go for a run. Um, that's a really helpful one. I use that all the time. And then there's also one that is called the Couch to 5K app. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like, it's really good because for those of us who maybe were runners once upon a time and we haven't done it in a hot minute, or if you want to start getting off your couch and getting into 5Ks or just getting a little bit healthier, it gives you like guided plans to get there. So you start out small and then you start to see your progress over time. Um, not really. I guess for the first thing that comes to mind is again, my fitness pal, because when you're using my fitness pal, you can not only track the nutrition, but you can also add in like if you did some cardio or if you did squats or something. So it kind of helps there. Um, and I usually just have people just tell me what their workouts are if they're working with me because it will start to add back in calories. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain weight, it may not be the best thing, but at least it keeps you aware. Again, it's getting you conscious of the movement that you're making throughout the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I love having trackers and generally most smartphones are going to have a step counter in there already. So if you can do that and just take a look right now, wherever you are listening to this podcast, just take a look at your step counter and see what it says. See what you're averaging every day and see if you can tack on an extra thousand, two thousand steps and you can already improve your endurance and your calorie expenditure right there. Generally, like, yeah, like 10,000 10, steps is pretty ideal for most adults. And, you know, depending on your workload and, you know, again, if you're an entrepreneur, it, you could be doing so many different things throughout the day and be getting in your steps with that. Or you could be sitting on the couch all day. And, you know, like we all have come from such a different place when we were working by ourselves or for ourselves. Um, and then if you're working a very active job, let's say you are a construction worker and you're always on your feet. Um, taking a look at that, you know, that can be really helpful to kind of gauge what additional movement you might want to take throughout the rest of the day if you're doing a workout. There's probably a lot of factors and things that are variable. Yeah. But overall, are there certain things that everybody could do to kind of help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that I would say is to focus on calories, because if you're not in a calorie deficit, 
you can't lose weight. There's just no way. And now there are two ways to accomplish this. You, well, three, we'll say three. So the first way is either you can completely cut down on your calories. Typically to lose one pound a week, you need to be losing or using up like 3,500 calories for the whole week. So decrease that. Um, that can be a lot for people. So you can either take away 500 calories of what you're eating each day, or you can go the opposite direction and keep your food the way that it is and exercise more. So by burning an extra 500 calories a day, you might lose that one pound. So you could do either one of those extremes, but what I prefer is a healthy blend of both. So you don't feel like you're being deprived of food and you don't feel like you're exercising your heart out every single day. I mean, we don't all have time for that. So what I would suggest is mixing in a slight calorie deficit and a little bit of extra movement each day. Balance it out so your lifestyle is still comfortable. Um, nutrition wise, it's really important that people are, you know, not only tracking calories one way or the other, but they're focusing on, you know, the two P's, plants and protein. If you have more of these two things, they're going to be more filling and they're just generally going to be able to help you to burn the calories that you need throughout the day. So those are a lot easier than, you know, focusing on going on a fad diet or something like that. Okay. Going on a fad diet. So one of the biggest mistakes I see is people coming to me and telling me that they've, you know, they're, they're thinking about trying Octavia or they're trying keto again, or they're trying Atkins again or Weight Watchers. And it's like, you know, when you're in such a high calorie deficit and you don't have the right guidance, you don't have the right numbers to shoot for, which is something that a dietitian can provide you, um, you tend to overdo it. And when you overdo it on the calorie deficit, you're really jacking with your metabolism, you're messing with your hormones, and that's going to make it harder in the long run to actually lose weight. So I think, you know, the healthiest approach is, again, just focus on a slight calorie deficit, focus on a little bit more movement and make it a routine. You know, if it's not consistent, it's not going to happen. Are there certain staple foods that you recommend that help boost immunity? Yeah. And the, yeah, what can people do to, to help with that? So especially like I would start with berries. I suggest berries every day, all day. Um, berries are going to have a lot of antioxidants in them and you don't have to get them fresh. You know, if, since they are a seasonal thing, they can get a little bit pricey this time of year. So I would suggest getting frozen berries, get them organic when you can. Um, and then any, really any fruit, they're all going to have antioxidants. They're all going to be low calorie options. So those are also helpful for your weight management goals. Um, any leafy greens, we want to try and get as many vitamins and minerals as we can through our diet. Um, it's usually better absorbed than it is if we were just to take a multivitamin. And that promote focus? Um, not that I know of. I no, think that's, yeah, so those are going to be any of the B vitamins that you can get. And primarily, you're going to get that from meat products. You're going to be getting that from different fruits and vegetables. So having a big variety is the name of the game. So again, if you're focusing on the two peas, the protein and the plants, you're going to be getting probably more than you need. <laughs>
So focusing on that, but hydration really plays a big key in this too, because again, if you're run down because you're not truly hydrated, your body can't function optimally. So I think that's something that most of us forget, or we just load up on, you know, caffeine, we want to do an energy drink, we want to do coffee, and we think this is what's going to get me through. But truly, if you want to maintain that focus, you need to be getting adequate rest, and you need to be getting a balanced plate. Yeah. So I, again, I usually start with about half of a plate of veggies. So we've got our plant power, about a quarter of a plate of your protein. So usually like the size of a deck of cards is enough to have a good protein serving. And then for the remainder of your plate, you've got about a quarter size there. You're going to add in some healthy starches. So things like beans, peas, quinoa, um, whole grains, you can do pasta, stuff like that. Carnivorous? No, so those, yeah, those all totally work. Um, whether you're pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, um, whole food, plant-based, or an herbivore, essentially, you can get in the nutrients that you need. You might need some supplementation here and there, but generally, we can make any of these diet plans work. Um, and, you know, that said, it is more of a lifestyle, right? You know, it's not cutting everything out. It's how you're living. You know, it's it's that nutrition. It's the movement. It's whatever you're supplementing with. All of those things play, play a part. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we have a special uh, guest today. Come here. <laughs> hey, Molly. She's trying to get in on the nutrition advice. Yeah. Um, well, that's also something that helps, right? Is that people have animals, they can be walking, but animals yes. extra steps and exercise. Yeah. So absolutely. One of the main things that people come to me with is, well, I can either get the nutrition piece done, but I can't get the exercise done or vice versa. They'll say I can exercise no problem, but I have so much trouble with my nutrition. So I tell them to start small, smart with what you have, smart with what, start with what you're comfortable with. If you have a dog at home, chances are both of y'all could benefit from going for an extra walk each day, right? And it's easy, it's accessible, um, it's healthy, and you can track your steps. Um, and if you're just focusing on one key over the other, you're not going to have the same success and you're not going to have the same momentum. Are there certain resources online or websites that you suggest that are good to look at? Because yeah. I know, of course, there's also bad searches, right? If you go and you look, you know, on Wikipedia, probably not the most accurate information. Right. Right. Um, so what, what should people be looking at? So I'm going to just throw in a shameless plug here. You can definitely get on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I have a website called mindfulnutritionwithmissy.com. Um, there's several different recipes and different ideas on how to get healthy, stay healthy. Um, anybody who is a registered dietitian on Instagram or Facebook, you can probably reach out to if they align with your goals and see um, what it is that you're after with your nutrition goals. Um, because there are so many more of us coming out now that are experienced in helping clients with weight loss and helping with diabetes and whatever else it is that you're coming to for nutrition, chances are there's a dietitian online who's got you. So even if you can't afford to sign up with somebody and work with them right now, 
now for coaching, you can definitely get the, get in on their free information. We've got Facebook groups and we've got support groups, all kinds of things. Um, those are really easy and accessible to everybody. Networking, right? You're mm -hmm. part of a new group. Um, yeah. you want to tell everybody about that? Yeah, so um, I am one of the seven co-founders of a group called Our Sister Tribe 1.2. Um, again, you can find our group on Facebook as well. Um, this is a female-operated organization. Uh, really what we're trying to do is just have women supporting women. We are all pretty much local to the Flower Mound, Texas area. So, um, you know, we come from a variety of different backgrounds. I'm a dietitian. We've got yoga teachers. We've got people who are um, coming from a teaching background. We've got other all kinds of entrepreneurs. And really what we're trying to do is just establish a collective sisterhood. Um, so we've got a ton of different members. We're going to be having events. We're going to be having vendors. We're going to be promoting small business. So it's just really a good, safe meeting place for women of all different backgrounds to come together. I think especially right now during COVID, a lot of us are feeling pressure, whether it's financial, it's relational, um, it's work-related, whatever it is, we're all going through something. And it's nice to know that you can kind of kick back with a group of ladies who chances are with as many of us as there are, somebody can relate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or yoga, mm -hmm. how did you, uh, get started like where do you recommend that they go to start that journey if they also want to be you know self-employed in those areas yeah um so i would definitely suggest first off getting a coach um i actually had two really amazing coaches um tony stefan he is another dietitian and he helps dietitians personal trainers and nutritionists to get started on their their own entrepreneurial journey so i started out with him he was wonderful got me um the kick in the butt that i really needed and then i started working with a girl named Sarah Hall. She is incredible. Um, she helps people, business owners from all different arenas, um, really take their business to the next level. So finding people that really align with what your goals are and making sure that they're experienced, um, you know, they will give you the expertise. They will show you how to set up systems. They will show you how to optimize your time and your schedule. And I think that's just so important, especially if you're trying to start out on your own. Like, I think we can all say that we've all had a business idea probably 10 to 20 times in our life, but it never maybe took off because we didn't have the execution. We didn't have the follow through or we didn't have the know-how. So we just got stuck. Um, so I think the first and best piece of advice I could give is doing that um, for nutrition and for yoga specifically. I do help people. I um, just recently started a new business where I am the RD2B coach, which means I'm helping people who are aspiring dietitians or maybe they're kind of stuck in that awkward place between school and an internship or their internship and being a dietitian and wanting to start their business. Um, I'm doing some coaching for those people as well. So I'm an easy person to find online. Um, we'll make sure to, you know, link my information later, but you know, just, as simple as a Google search, finding somebody who has done what you want to do and asking for their advice. Mm. Uh, is there any other tips that you want to give you know, the listeners about your journey and maybe obstacles that you you faced and you hit and, um, you, yeah. and how you overcame them and, yeah. and what your what your tradition or what it's looking like for 2021? Sure. And, 
on yeah. the goals you might have? So um, 2021 is going to be a fun roller coaster. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm one of those people who I have an idea and I just run with it. I'm pretty impulsive. So that is, first off, where I've hit some of my problem areas, I guess, or made some of my mistakes. Um, but then that's also where I've seen so many of my successes. So just having an idea and going with it and seeing what happens, um, getting both of my business coaches, it was like that. Um, but where I ran into problems was when I was just getting started out and I was undervaluing my work by underselling, um, I would charge people way less uh, because I thought, I'm a new person at this. I'm a new nutrition coach. I'm a new dietitian. Who's going to want to pay full price for me when I don't have the testimonials that I should have? You know, it's just... The best advice is just start, just get going and let yourself make those mistakes and learn from them quickly. Like you would much rather fail forward and and learn from it quickly than to take your time and try to make everything perfect. And, you know, in turn, taking so much longer to make any income. So those were some of my uh, biggest mistakes, I would say. And then just trying to figure out how to structure things, you know, try to divvy up my time. Uh, I didn't really have any systems put in place at first, so that really kind of kind of made things a lot harder than it really needed to. But once I realized in talking to my coaches about um, putting things on paper, just getting organized instead of being impulsive with everything, maybe writing it down in terms of priority, like what is my first step? Okay, if I accomplish that, what is my second step? So lots of flow charts, lots of talking it out with other people. Um, making sure that I wasn't letting my ego get the best of me. So those are definitely things that I needed in order to build a successful business. What are some tools that helped you in terms of um, recording and organizing? Is there specific tools that you found that work better? Yeah, so I was using Planoly for a while. Um, I kind of came away from that after a little bit, <laughs> but it was helpful. Um, it's one of those those apps, those programs that you can use and you can schedule things in. So you're not sitting there thinking in the morning, oh my gosh, I have to post. What am I going to do? I need to think of a caption. Oh my gosh, now it's 10 o'clock. It's too late to post anything. So having something like that, Google, um, pretty much the whole Google office is helpful for me. I do a lot of, um, you know, the Google Sheets. I use Google Forms, stuff like that. So I'm not just manually taking in all these things from people. You know, mm -hmm. technology is the best thing that could have happened to us, especially during 2020, when most of us are starting our businesses right now or have started our businesses this past year. Um, having all this technology at our fingertips. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your tips and being a guest on Double E today. You guys can connect with Missy. We're going to link all of her contact information. Um, and if you guys have follow-up questions or would like coaching, definitely be sure to check her out and follow up. Yeah, that was good. Thank you, Liz. Absolutely. Stay tuned for our next episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs.